Well, hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. As we get closer to the year end this week, we look ahead a little bit and chat with travel writer Natalie Preddy about some of the top destination ideas to visit in 2020. Plus, we'll talk about airport lounges. They're not just for the corporate elite and frequent flyers. In fact, anyone can use them and are a great option if you have a long layover at the airport or if you're looking to relax before getting on your flight. But to start things out, I want to chat about loyalty points and travel rewards. We all know that they can be used for flights and hotels and car rentals and such. But what about using those loyalty points for an all-inclusive vacation package? It can be done. So to tell us how, we're joined by Patrick Soeke. He's the founder of Rewards Canada. The website is rewardscanada.ca. Hi, Patrick. Hey, Randy. How's it going? It's going. Um, normally, we talk about, you know, rewards, uh, credit cards, things like that on on booking uh, flights and hotels and car rentals, but you came up with uh, some other ideas where you can use your uh, credit card or loyalty points for all-inclusive vacations. So we're going to touch on that. Um, and just because we're really pressed on time, I want to focus mostly on the loyalty programs because I think just about everybody has some or all of Aeroplan and Air Miles and uh, WestJet Rewards. There's even, which I didn't know about, was more rewards. So let's start with, uh, well, let's start with Aeroplan. You can actually uh, use uh, this with Air Canada Vacations, can't you? That's correct. Yeah, you can redeem your, your Aeroplan miles for Air Canada Vacations packages. Um, and it's a flat rate redemption, which is, so it's nice. You know what you're going in with. You're not, you know, trying to guess what, what kind of value you're getting on your miles. Mm. And, and basically it starts off, you, you have to have just as little as 5,000 miles. This is a, an option for those who don't earn a lot of Aeroplan miles, where you may not ever get enough, say, to fly from Canada to Mexico, but yeah, you know what? You you do have a budget, and you're buying a vacation package in Mexico. Well, if you have five thousand miles, you can redeem that for a fifty dollar rebate towards an Air Canada vacation package, mm-hmm. and then it goes and it goes up from there. Ten thousand gets you a hundred, twenty five thousand gets two hundred fifty, and so on. So basically, it works out to, you know, uh, ten dollars for every thousand thousand airplane miles that you redeem, and they they allow you to redeem up to five hundred thousand for a five thousand dollar rebate. And the cool thing is, if you don't have enough, yeah, you just pay the difference, right? Whereas you don't, you know, like you're not. It's trying to save and save hundreds of thousands of loyalty points, right? That's correct. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times, and that's you know, that's one of the biggest gripes you always hear about some of these traditional loyalty programs is that I've never earned enough miles or points to redeem for anything useful. Well, you know, this is something useful. You're going on vacation, and it and it's letting you save some money that you can use towards mm-hmm. you know something else, maybe while you're on vacation. Okay, let's talk about air miles now. They're in conjunction with Red Tag, right? Yes, yeah. So they run their vacations, uh, Air Miles Vacation site, but it's actually powered by RedTag.ca. And, and same deal here. You only have to redeem uh, enough points to get, you know, credit. 909 miles gives you $100 towards your booking. And, and they actually uh, just recently released it also for cruises. So not only can you use Air Miles for vacation packages, you can use them for cruises via RedTag.ca. So, so some really good options there as well. And what I didn't know about is more rewards. I have one of these. Uh, I don't even know how many points I have. But, but I didn't realize you could use more rewards for vacations too. Yeah, sure thing. They're, same thing. More rewards. They have. They're. You know. They're. They are a full fledged travel agency on their own. So you can book anything via their their website. And yeah, you can use your points. And same thing. You don't have to have all the points there. You can redeem as little as one hundred points, or you know the full amount to cover the whole trip. And they are partnered with Petrocan points. So if you have Petrocan points, you can slide those over to more rewards. If I'm correct. 
Yeah, or you collect both. I, I know for sure you can collect both. I'm trying to remember if you can slide them over, but definitely when you you set up a Petro Points account, connect your more rewards to it because you'll earn both when you when you pay at the pump or, mm-hmm. or at anything at Petro Canada stores. I do it every time at Petro Canada. So. Yeah, and so and for those people not familiar, more rewards that's Save on Foods, uh, Overweighty, those stores, right? That's correct. Yeah, that's their their loyalty. Program. One that's kind of obvious uh, is uh, WestJet Rewards. Uh, obviously, if you have WestJet Rewards, you can use them for WestJet vacations, right? That's correct. You know, WestJet, um, well-known out west here especially, but even Canada-wide, the amount of vacation packages they have. They fly to a lot of places in the Caribbean, out of Toronto and Montreal. So just so many options for those around Canada. And, you know, very simple program. One WestJet dollar equals one actual dollar towards your booking. Um, now, they do have a minimum when you book vacation packages from WestJet that you have to redeem at least 50 WestJet dollars. I mean, it's not a huge amount, which is, you know, not too bad. So, I mean, if you tie in, um, you know, like the WestJet credit card or something, you can easily get to that $50 uh, quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Now, tell me a little bit about Expedia Rewards. I wasn't aware of this one either. Yeah, so there, you know, this was actually a tough one even to find on their website when I was researching this article. I knew, you know, I've known the program and it's most famous for hotels. But, mm-hmm. yeah, you can actually redeem your uh, Expedia Reward points for a voucher, or they call it a package coupon that you can use towards uh, Expedia uh, vacation packages. Um, but it looks like you can only redeem up to a $300, $300 voucher. And I don't know if you're allowed to use multiple vouchers or only one on the, the booking. Um, like I said, it's very hard to find this information, but mm-hmm. there is that option. Perfect. Well, a lot of people are doing their Christmas shopping, so maybe they can uh, collect some reward points and uh, have a vacation in the winter uh, as well, or at least put it towards a vacation in the winter. And, that, <laughs> and you know, and that's the other thing about these all-inclusive packages is that sometimes the best deals are last minute on all-inclusive. Mm-hmm. They're, they're trying to sell those last few rooms or last few seats on the plane. Um, and so other outside, you know, it's the opposite of airline tickets, which go more, get more expensive the closer the date comes. All-inclusive packages a lot of times get cheaper the closer the date comes. Some great so advice. If you're very flexible, go for it. Some great advice. Patrick Sorka is the founder of Rewards Canada. Again, uh, ultimate guide to credit card and loyalty programs for the all-inclusive vacationer. It's on the Rewards Canada website, rewardscanada.ca. Uh, always a pleasure to chat, Patrick. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you as well. Well, one of the great ways to enhance your travel experience is to relax a bit in an airport lounge. Had the pleasure of doing that a few times, and it is a great option if you have a long layover at the airport or if you're looking to unwind before getting on your flight. And they're not just for the corporate elite and frequent flyers. In fact, anyone can use them. So to tell us more is David Zaltzman. He is the Director of Operations in Canada for Plaza Premium Group, their website is plazapremiumgroup.com. Hi, David. Hi, Randy. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Tell me about uh, Plaza Premium Group. So we just celebrated our 20th anniversary last year. So it's very exciting. And here in Canada for the past 15 years, uh, providing um, Plaza Premium Lounge services uh, all over in Canada. So in Canada, I'm talking about Toronto and Vancouver, Edmonton and Winnipeg, where mm-hmm. the first station was in Vancouver, actually, uh, 15 years ago, thanks to the all airport authorities in uh, in Vancouver that allowed us to introduce our concept, the unique concept of uh, independent lounge in airport. So, so the concept since then 
uh, went all over Canada and now in uh, more than 44 airports all over the world and more than 160 locations worldwide. So we are very proud, you know, to, that our owner, Mr. Song Hong-Chi from Hong Kong, um, came up with the idea of independent um, lounge in airports to allow everyone, not only the first class, the mm-hmm. business class, to allow everyone really to enjoy the, um, not only the atmosphere, but the ambience and the comfort of having a um, few hours of uh, leisure just before taking off um, to your destination. Mm-hmm. Or if you have uh, a, a layover or something like that. And I think you're right about uh, with the lounge experience. I think a lot of people only think it's for the corporate elite or the frequent flyers, but that's not the case, right? That's so true. I can tell you, you know, I think that most of the people see airports as an area of chaos. Because if you think about it, when you go to, when you have a flight, especially if you are with the family, and so you take few hours in advance because you don't want to be stuck in traffic. You get to airport, you stay in line to check in your, your suitcase. And then you stay in line in security. And you don't know what security will tell you to take out of your uh, uh, personal bag. So it's always around the stress of being in airport. Mm-hmm. So imagine now, imagine now, Randy, that you change for yourself and your family the whole experience of being in airport. Because you, if you take Plaza a premium lounge, I, I want you to see it as a door that you open and suddenly everything is quiet, everyone is smiling, you're being served with food as much as you can, <laughs> drinks as much as you can, alcohol, beverage, all the flight screens are in front of you so you don't have to uh, worry about missing the, um, the flight. Mm-hmm. You're taking your sofa chair. You can sit either in the dining room area or on the nice sofa chair and you relax. And you know that you came in advance some time just to be relaxed before the, um, before the flight. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned transit. Imagine that you've just finished 12 hours flight and you have another four hours of flying from Toronto to Edmonton or Vancouver, how about you take a shower? <laughs> well, so, yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So this is, this is what Plaza Premium Lounge is doing these days. I think it's about educating the market about our service that is not only um, you know, allowed to be used only by specific first class or business class, but you can do it either by paying the, the uh, access uh, fee mm-hmm. for the lounge, or maybe you have a credit card that allows you to get for free to use our lounge. So you can check with our, on our website or, or when you're in airport with the lounge itself, check if your credit card allows you to get uh, with no fee at all, or you pay for the experience mm. for two hours, three hours, and, and get all these amenities available for you. And uh, a couple of things that, uh, that you touched on, uh, it's, it's not just for, like I said, the corporate elite or, or single travelers, business travelers. It is for families. You can bring children. They are allowed. And uh, it's, it's a kind of unique way, as you say, to make the flying experience much, much better. 
Correct. You know, when, uh, when you talk about families, I for myself have three boys, and when we travel together, they just want to go to the lounge. They don't care about the flight. <laughs> they want to be in the lounge. And the reason, listen, and the reason is that, you know, for, for kids, travel is a different play than for, our, for ourselves. We as adults, we just want to enjoy ourselves with a glass of wine just before the flight. And for them, it's about the experience all the food, all the desserts that you have. Mm-hmm. Now, in Toronto, now in Toronto, we are opening the largest lounge in Canada, 12,000 square foot of, uh, of lounge, and we dedicated an area just for kids, educational games, play area, and for kids, it's heaven. They don't want to fly. They want to stay in the lounge. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> uh, so mention some of the amenities. You touched on it. You know, there's food, uh, there's like a buffet service or something like that, and, uh, and cocktails available. What else is available? So the idea is, for the, first of all, it's a, it's a free buffet, so it's a, you can really um, and have for yourself and your family as much as you want. The idea is to taste from, you know, from a roast beef into, into mashed potatoes in the lounge, and then uh, three peppercorn beef, and then homemade mashed potato in Vancouver, and then you go to Asian food. Uh, delicious food here in uh, in Vancouver. So in every lounge, we try to cater to to the taste of the of the population in the city and travelers. So we have the opportunity to really have a variety of food that we provide to to our guests. Variety of food, variety of drinks, and and everything that is uh, free for the guests. Mm-hmm. And you can book online, or you can just sort of walk up kind of thing, right? Correct. The best is to book online. You want to make sure that you have a spot in the lounge because sometimes a lounge can be full. Mm-hmm. So we don't accept uh, more uh, passengers. So when you buy it online and then you come, you can get in or you just go and you just walk in uh, to the lounge that you'd like and to spend your two, three hours, whatever you want in the lounge. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Aerotel now. It's just, a, a, I'm, I guess it's a bit of a more of an expansion on an airport lounge where you can actually rest, sleep, and, and do everything in a, in a hotel, right? Correct. The Air Hotel is a fun concept and a very unique concept, you know, that our uh, um, CEO and founder, Mr. Song, came with. And imagine that you have now to spend, you and your family or you alone, you have to spend a couple of hours in airports. So you have a few options. One to try to find a free chair to put yourself <laughs> in. Yes. Good luck to you. Or, or you just walk into an in-terminal hotel. And you go in, this is why we call it Air Hotel, mm-hmm. because it's an airport hotel, but you don't have to take any shuttle to the hotel. You don't have to cross any street. You literally, within a few steps, get into a room of yourself, you're paying by the hour, which mm-hmm. is very cool. You don't have to pay for the night. You know, a lot of people are disturbed by the fact that they have to pay for a full night yeah. when they only need four or five hours. So you go in, you rest a bit, you have a shower facility, you have everything that hotel can offer, but in airport. So this, so this is why we have more and more um, airports that, uh, that want to have this concept in their uh, space. So Aerotel, I think, is the new trend in the hospitality uh, services that is coming to um, to every country. We don't have it yet in Canada, but this is, uh, of course, on our 
map when it comes to the next uh, aerotel expansion. So we have it in the UK, we have it in China. The biggest aerotel is in China, 232 rooms. And we have it in uh, in uh, different cities, 16 cities around the world already, and it's growing. I can't wait to introduce it uh, to Canada. Mm-hmm. Don't kidding. It is a cool concept. And the websites are plazapremiumlounge.com and also aerotel.com. And you can find them on the Plaza Premium Group website, which is plazapremiumgroup.com. David Zaltzman is the Director of Operations in Canada for Plaza Premium Group. Again, that website is plazapremiumgroup.com. Com. A pleasure to chat with you, David. Thank you. Wonderful. See you in the lounge. Well, as we get closer to the year end, it gives us a chance to look ahead and plan that next vacation So if you're looking for some ideas, travel writer Natalie Preddy can help you out with some destination ideas to visit in 2020. Natalie joins us now. Her website, by the way, is nattyponline.com. Hi, Natalie. Hi. Well, let's talk about uh, destinations that people will be or may be looking for uh, to book in the 2020 season, maybe looking ahead to visit, those types of things. We're going to do kind of two categories, one a general category and one that are surprisingly uh, family-friendly vacations. So let's start with the general category. Uh, What's top on your list? England is number one. Um, So outside of London, there is so much to do. Um, You've got beautiful countryside, you've got beaches, um, there's so much history, Um, you know, from north to south, you've got castles, lakes, you've got manors, Um, and I think a lot of people focus on London, and that is a phenomenal city. I lived there for almost a decade, and it's still my favorite city on the planet, Mm -hmm. but Outside of outside of that, there the country is stunning, and uh, and you know people are really starting to notice that, and we're seeing a rise in people heading to London and you know visiting Scotland and Wales while they're there as well, and just really seeing all these different parts of England and, and the and you know I don't know if you've been, but an accent from the north to south. Is it's totally different. different. It right? is, yeah. And um, you know, and like the people from up north don't like people from down south, and, <laughs> and and it's it's so interesting because it's such a tiny country. You know, it can fit into southern Ontario, but you have you know you have such a, a drastic change of culture in in such a small space. So that's you know that's really interesting. And mm. even looking at food trends, you know, like. Um, the pasty, you know, why does the pasty create, which is, of course, is a food and, and, you know, um, they'll, they'll eat that, uh, down south, you know, but up, up north, they'll have, um, a plowman's lunch or, or things like that. And, um, yeah, there's just so much to the country. I think the advantage is what you said. It's not a large country, so you can see so much and you don't really have to go very far, right? Absolutely. You can drive to Scotland in a day if you really want. Um, but the train and the train system there is great as well. So mm-hmm. it's so easy to get around. Um, and, you know, you can uh, take a train from north to south. And I think, I, I, no, I can't tell you exactly how many hours it is. I don't know um, offhand. But um, 
but you know, it's just so easy to get around there. And that's another really cool thing about, about England is just the, the transportation, whether mm. it's, it's really plain train automobile type country. Uh, so what's next now? Aruba. So um, Aruba is just outside of the hurricane belt, so it doesn't get a lot of rainfall. And um, so that makes it a really nice destination for people to visit, knowing that you don't have to deal with hurricane season like you do in a lot of the Caribbean. And so, I, well, I've been there. It is very nice. And, and, and again, you're, you're right. It is a little bit off the radar from some of the more popular uh, Caribbean islands, isn't it? It is, and it's um, it's really unique because, um, and the Caribbean itself is very unique because it has so many different cultures that make up each island. You know, you have the English, you have the Dutch, you have the Spanish, um, as well as African that you know comes up to make so many um, Caribbean uh, islands. And Aruba has Dutch, English, and Spanish, so. Um, it's a very unique island like that. Uh, and vacation homes are still affordable there, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of places like Barbados, for instance, it is very expensive to own a home in Barbados. Okay, next um, on your list? Is Costa Rica. Now, Costa Rica is huge on sustainable tourism. Um, 90% of the country's energy is created from renewable sources. And it, it's looking to become completely carbon neutral by 2021. Really? Um, yeah, and and another exciting thing is that this country is 25% protected, which is more than most countries uh, in the entire world. So they, they really focus on uh, wildlife, and they really focus on protecting their rainforests and all the different microclimates. And that's another thing. Costa Rica is so exciting because there are so many different things to do. You know, you have... Um, the volcano area where, you know, the climate's very different from driving a few hours away to the beach. And, you know, you have that um, Central American heat. Uh, you can surf, you can go hiking, you can play feed monkeys, you can go zip lining. There's just so much to do in that country. Okay, let's move on now. You have an article that's in the Global Mail, uh, four surprising family-friendly destinations to visit. What's surprising about these destinations? So what's surprising is a lot of people think of them as as um, either somewhere that's um, that's difficult to get to, especially with a family, uh, or they think that their family won't be able to to navigate the area, or 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 just that it's straight up not um, not for kids. Yeah. Uh, so so one of them, um, you know, we're back to England, which you know, as we said, is one of uh, is the top place to to visit in 2020, and Kent, which is southeast. I'm a little biased because my, that's where my mother is from. Um, but, uh, but it's really a beautiful, beautiful part of the country. So uh, you have Margate, which historically is a, you know, is a destination for uh, Britain in general because it's, it's a beach destination. You've got a really old um, amusement park there. Uh, you've, got, um, you've got Leeds Castle, which is a 900-year-old castle. Mm-hmm. They now offer um, B&B opportunities there. Um, there are, like, night tents for glamping. You can go punting on the moat. There's just tons to do in that, in that area. One of, them, uh, one of the places on your list is uh, Tokyo. That would be surprising to me uh, for children. Tell me why Tokyo yeah. would be good. Well, there's well because it's it's so vibrant and colorful overall. So a lot of people, uh, a lot there's lots for kids to see and do. So um, 
you're going to have to excuse my pronunciations of, of things, but there, uh, there's an island which is in the city center and it's man-made and it's called Odeba. I think it's what is how you pronounce it. Um, and it is packed with family-friendly attractions. So there's like a little Lady Liberty statue. There's a driverless monorail, a Ferris wheel. There's a Legoland Discovery Center. There's a Panasonic Center, which is like the latest in gaming technology. Uh, virtual reality, and of course, a man-made beach. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's a day in itself there. Um, the Tokyo uh, t- uh, Takashita Street, which is all like Harajuku culture. Um, you've got kids dressed up in their favorite cosplay outfits. You'll find really cool shops. Uh, they have Kitty Land there, which is a space devoted to Hello Kitty and um, um, Marvel and Star Wars characters, you know, it's just, it's eye-popping. There's a lot to do, a lot to explore, a lot of hands-on um, activities for for kids to do in Tokyo. Another place on your list of uh, surprisingly family-friendly destinations, Las Vegas. This would be surprising to me, but when, uh, when you look at the article and you talk about uh, the uh, beach area of Mandalay Bay, their pool area, mm-hmm. definitely <laughs> children oh, would have absolutely. a good time there. <laughs> yeah, and, they, and you know what? Mandalay Bay is it's something that they, um, that they talk about, that they're, they promote. They're excited to have the families there as well. So they also have the Shark uh, Reef Aquarium at Mandalay Bay. Uh, there's a 13.1 million gallon shipwreck. Lots of fish and sharks. You can uh, touch the sharks and the rays. Uh, there's also a roller coaster. Um, there's a link promenade, um, and you can do like side by side zip lines along the promenade. Um, the shows there. So anything Cirque du Soleil. Um, we, those are five and up, but you know, if you've ever been to Cirque du Soleil show, you know that they They're are pretty just amazing, yeah. captivating. Yeah, and even just walking down the strip, you know, the Bellagio <laughs> fountain and the Eiffel Tower. I mean, there's always something to to see. The Fremont Experience downtown Las Vegas, um, and that has like busters and people on stilts, and that is made for the whole family. So never a dull moment in Vegas, that is for sure. No, and all (laughs) ages as well. Okay, we only have a few seconds here, but uh, BC Wine Country, why would children like a tour of BC Wine Country? There is so much to do outdoors there. So, um, you know, for adults, of course, you have the beautiful wineries, um, but the kids can also um, check out orchards. They can go biking, um, skiing, uh, there's Silver Star Mountain where, you know, they can, there's lots of, uh, lots of area to explore. Um, there are uh, Crazy Cow Corral. This is an indoor playground, tree houses, slides, sandboxes. It, there's just lots to do in terms of um, being outdoors mm-hmm. and interacting with nature. Lots of great ideas uh, to look ahead for uh, destination uh, places to visit in 2020. Natalie Preddy is a travel writer. Her website is nattyponline.com. That's where you can find the link to four surprisingly family-friendly destinations to visit in 2020. And I uh, appreciate your time, Natalie. Thank you. Well, thank you. 
And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. I want to thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, take a minute, rate the show, leave us a review, and tell a friend about the podcast. And if you want to drop me a line, my email address is randy at theinformedtraveler.ca. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler, or you can follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.com.